You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. We are back and we are better than ever. It is time to, no, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to make Ben get a little scared that we were going to do it. You can't fool him anymore. I, you know, every, I, uh, I used to do it. used to like start sprinting. And then I'd like slow down. It would just be a joke. But today we have a very special guest yeah, on the podcast come on. today. Come on now. We have the one, the only Gustavo Almeida. What's going on, Gustavo? Say hey. Hello, everyone. There he is. Yeah, there he is right there. He's ready for a heat wave. Oh, come on. Sun's out, guns out, baby. Yeah, we love it, Goose. Come on now. You were built, you were built for this. You were built for this. No doubt. You know, quick little shout out just to start this. Um, you know, I didn't know this, but Jordan Bazance is a faithful watcher of Jordan. the Uncancelled or uh, podcast. Uh, he, I think he watches more on YouTube. Is my is my uh, guess? But it's the best place to watch. It is the best place to watch. Well, it really is. It's really the only place to watch. Yeah, like you can listen on right. on Spotify from Belgium if you'd like to, uh, which we're thankful for. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. But Jordan, you're awesome, man. Uh, love you, bro. And I've actually known Jordan since he was a baby, man. And he's like uh, now he's like 13 years old. So uh, I got to see him grow up, and uh, he's a, he's a uh, great young man. So no doubt. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna talk today about why we should know God's word, why we should know God's word. But before we do that. Mm. It is time to rate, rate that, that foreign snack. snack. Come on now. Is. That was it. Good That's job, it. Goose. Good Goose job. was Goose right in. Awesome. Goose hopped right in. He was a water. He was ready. Um, all right. Ready? Is it, we actually, so this week, I know in the other weeks we've told you we've kind of predetermined. There's no predetermination here. We actually nope. have no idea what's about to come out. So, all right. Go. Somebody give me a bowl. Goose, to give me a bowl. Cool. Oh, what we got? Some Skittles. <laughs> uh, we don't know where these are from either. Um, I have a guess. But <laughs> uh, you show them the photo after? Yeah, show them the photo after. Definitely an Asian cultured country. Um, but these are some kind of Skittles, and they have minions on them. Let me so see. You'll Let me see, see them afterwards. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can like. Um, because I, I I'm actually fluent in Mandarin. No, I'm right. just kidding. Um, I'm trying to see if if there's anything that would indicate this is like. Asian, Asian, like in the sense that like they don't expect any American to ever see this based on the, um, no, no English on there. You're saying, yeah, right. Wow. There's, I will say there's a cherry on top. You see that? I do see that. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. I would love to be able to answer what the, what this is. I'll um, find out. I'll maybe put some there's information. Straw, there's strawberry, lemon, and peach I see well, on here. So on, on the back, there's the colors at least. So probably yeah, cherry, orange, maybe a lime, mango, sure, or peach, Something peach. Like There's peach because mm, I see the yep. peach right here. All right, I'm looking forward to this. Um, let's get a little rip. Goose, how you feel about Skittles in general? Uh, I don't really know. That's like mid. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, he gave him a sniff. Ooh, that's fruity. Oh, I kind of like it though. I'm there. I'm a wanner. Oh, they're like gummies. There are no reds in here. Uh, th that's it. Uh, I mean, I was gonna say. 
That's yeah, it. there's no reds in there. Um, Unless they're just kind of discolored. I don't really know. Um, well, what do you guys grab, want to start let's with? Let's grab the most orange one. Yeah, I agree with you. a lot. Ooh, it's very squishy. It's a, these are Skittles clouds, so they're not Skittles. They're the clouds. They're the ones that are like... How do you know they're clouds? Because he's fluent because, in Mandarin. No, yeah, yeah. No, because I've seen the branding of the clouds. That's okay. that's that's one of the clouds. It's like uh, it's like the one from uh, yeah, England that we tried. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. All right. All right, let's give, it a, let's give it a taste. It's more gummy-like than the clouds. It might not be the clouds. I don't think it's the clouds. But it's That was good. peach. That was peach. Oh, yep. That was peach. I, I got a peach, too. Goose, what, what are you Very thinking? Accurate peach. That was pretty good. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. That that was like honestly like all right. So me and Ben have this thing, right, Goose? When we have a Snapple apple, we both say yeah. that it tastes like you just bit out of an apple. Yeah. And you just ate it. Are you kind of feeling that effect a little bit from this from this peach? No uh, doubt. Yeah, that was I a am. Really accurate peach, and it kind of yeah, it kind of hit you a little bit later. Like it took a little bit yeah to come in, but it's a really accurate peach flavor and good. That was good. Yeah. Should we try the green one? Yeah, I think we three? should. There's three. There are three. Let's try one. Yeah, you, know, you got a little stuck one, little yeah. little stuck together. This is this is uh, you know, gonna be. I didn't expect this from Skittles. I thought it was gonna be like hard. Right. No, it's, it's a gummy. It's a we gummy. We have these here. This is that's gonna be green point. tea. It's my guess oh, because okay. this is that that's like an Asian thing. I'll so just let's guess see. One. What is this? It's a different feeling not knowing what it is. Yeah, it's really good, though. Like, I enjoyed that. Did you guys enjoy that? It's very yeah. subtle, but yeah, no, it was nice. I feel like you could be right with it being green tea. It might be green tea. Mm. It, it feels right being that it's like more like, like the, it's more like an Asian culture thing to do green tea. Right. Um, and uh, the, it, it's, it's got a great taste to it. Um, I like if it is green tea, I like that it's not super grassy. Sure. You know, Goose, what, 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 how'd you feel about that? They don't really have a taste. It's just like okay. subtle. Yeah, that's fair. It's Wh just like gummy. Which is why it might be green tea, because green tea doesn't always have a super strong taste. Yeah. Um. Uh. I kind of want to see if we can just like try one more. Just grab one more of any flavor, just because I want to get a fair. Definitely like lighter. Here, ones. you and Goose grab that one. I'm gonna grab one that I think might be it. Let me see. That one looks like a basketball. <laughs> yeah. 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 It actually does. Let's see. Wow. Orange? Orange. Yeah. But like, not like a fake tasting orange. No. I think that these, if the, if the green one is green tea, I think they nailed the flavors. Yeah, they, they, they did. Um, Goose, what, what do you think? Do you think that there, I almost feel like you're suggesting that there should be a little bit more flavor in these. What do you think? I feel like the first one, and the, the the last one tastes like the most as what we saw. Yeah. But if the third, if the second one was green tea, I wouldn't really be able to like say anything. I'm okay. Green tea, Fair. What are your thoughts on the texture? Love it. Yeah, I really like. Right. That. Really like good. it's a really nice like, it's like, it's like kind of like, it kind of melts in your mouth a little bit yeah. as you chew. Right. Yeah. Is is that is that, that that's kind of what I'm getting? It doesn't get stuck in your teeth, which no, is great. No, it doesn't. I didn't even great. think about that. Really good quality in a gummy. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. I think I think I have a rating that I, that I'm satisfied with and that I'll I'll, I'll go with. Um. We'll, we'll start with we'll start with Goose. Goose. Yeah, do you have like a rating? That. Um. 
I'm going to say that these are... How specific do you guys go? Like, it's very specific. Have, you know, have a good time. I'm going to go like 8.7. Like all right, all right. I like, I like that. that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, newcomer, like not trying to do too much with what he's yeah. been given, Love not it. trying to be Come too on. creative, like just trying to kind of like, like call it as he tastes it. You know yeah. what I mean? I like that. I'm, I'm into that. Uh, ben, what, what are you thinking? I'm thinking right around there. I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah. 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 I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a nine as well. Yeah. Uh, I I really think that that's a really fair assessment. I, I think it can't be a ten. Here's why it can't be a ten. I think that the flavor could have been a little bit stronger on yeah. everything. Um, however, I think that maybe that would have ruined a little bit of the integrity of it tasting like a real peach or tasting like, you know, what? One of them might be lemon. Lemon? There's a lemon on here. No, but that the yellow one didn't taste like lemon. That's the other thing. That's the other reason it's a nine is, is it, unless it's just because of, you know, being transported from wherever these are from, the color is just not there. So it's a little confusing as well. Yeah. But, uh, but really solid. Really, really solid. I'm not upset. No. Uh, I'm very happy that I just tried that. And I would recommend that you buy them, that you try them. If you go to 203 Exotics at the Danbury Mall, if you're from Connecticut, you can do that. All the business from this podcast. Oh, yeah. They're, they're getting it from us. They're getting it from us. So uh, honestly, really happy with this, uh, with this segment here. Um, happy that we didn't get those disgusting chips that I, that, uh, I talked to Ben about beforehand. Um, and uh, yeah, but anyway, that, that that's it for this segment of Rate, Rate That Foreign Snack. snack. <laughs> there's like got to be like a hit, yeah, you know? Like it's there's like, no hit. What are we hitting? Foreign, foreign snack. snack. Yeah, thank you, thank you. All right, there we go, there we go. That's that's great. That's great. Goose, thank you so thank much you, for joining Goose. us today. One of our awesome students called by God into the ministry. Amen. See you, boys. There you go, Goose. Goose Goss. Hey, you wanna you wanna scoot over? Do a little scoot. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. All right. Well, today I actually have Ben joining me for the Bible teaching today. Amen. If you're wondering why I'm in Mets regalia right now, it is because uh, the Mets are opening today uh, for uh, opening day for the MLB and for the Mets. We play the Marlins um, in actually about from the time of this recording in about 15 minutes. So that's awesome. Um, we're really happy about that. But there are more important things that we need to deal with right now, and that is... Why is why should we know the word of God? Why Ben? Why why should we know the word of God? I you know like a lot of people will will say you know I I I don't understand why I need to know God's word. Isn't it enough that I'm already saved? You know, isn't already enough that I've given my life to uh, to God? And you know, uh, Ben God, God's been dealing with me about just knowing Him even deeper, just just in this new year and. Um, Basically, we're going to address the question is, as a Christian, why should I care about knowing the word of God? Right. And it's so important because if you don't really know why and you don't really care about it, you're not going to be motivated to do it. Right. Right. And God's word instructs us to read his word. So we should know why. Right. Absolutely. So we're, we're going to hit on three things today. Uh, Honestly, when when we do these points, I always think about the fact that while we're doing these points, there really could even, there's even more like to, oh, yeah. to why we should know God's word. These three things are not exhaustive or uh, limit, uh, it's not a limitation to the fact that, oh, it's, you know, there's three points only. There could be 10, 20, 30, 40 points Definitely. of why you should know the word of God in Definitely. your life. Yep. Um, but uh, Ben, why, why don't you hit us with our first point that, yep. that we got today? First point today, why we should know God's word. God's word will help us live a holy and godly life. Amen. A holy and godly life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, 
the Bible talks about living a uh, life that is holy. And this is something that I've been dealing with uh, with my leaders uh, at Impact Youth and my uh, students as well that come to our pre-service meeting that we have before our youth service. Uh, and I've just been talking to them about, you know, living a holy and godly life. And this is something as I speak of it, uh, and I'm sure Ben would even attest this as well. Obviously, this is something that both of us you know, are striving for as well that we're looking to do. I don't stand up here right now, or, or I should say sit up here. I don't sit up here right now, look at the camera and say that I'm better than everybody else. You know, I'm the most holy person that ever walked the earth. That's not me. That's right. Jesus. You know, I'm not a perfect person. However, I strive for that perfection because I know that I know that uh, God wants me to grow more and more like his son, Jesus. Uh, so we should strive to live a holy and godly life with the understanding that perhaps we're not always going to be perfect, right. but we need to do everything that we can to live a holy and godly life. Yep, that's right. I mean, that's just the goal, right? I'm, I'm sure, I don't know if we'll read it, but um, to be holy, there, verse 16 right there. You're going to read it later, right? But Yeah, you're um, going to read it if you, you want to You shall be holy. Since it's written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Yeah. That's the instruction. And we're just trying to be like Jesus. Yeah. It's it's interesting because the Bible says in, in uh, the, the scripture he just references First Peter one fifteen through sixteen that God says to be holy because I am holy and so a, a lot of people will say well you know I you know I just think that you know Christians you know that you know holiness people act like they're holier than thou and stuff and I'm already holy because of you know I, I'm at Jesus you know I have Jesus in my life I'm already holy and the reality is is that we are set apart that's what the word holy means we are set apart from the point of salvation where God marks us and sets us apart and separates us from the rest of the world however just because we are holy doesn't mean that we're always or that we're that Christians are always living holy right and there's a difference because if we start to live an unholy and ungodly life, eventually we'll come to a point where we won't even be holy anymore, where we'll completely walk away from our salvation with the Lord. And actually, I'll address that real quick. Yeah. Uh, th there was... um Somebody commented on our YouTube page last week, and if you are watching this, I hope that this encourages you. I don't, I don't say this to tear anybody down or anything like that. But uh, there was a comment about about you know that once we're saved, that we're always saved, and that we never you know uh, can can fall away from our salvation. And I I just don't see that in the Word of God. Uh, the Bible does not teach that once we're saved, that we're always saved. In fact, the Bible says that in the last days, many will fall away from the faith. Yeah. So how could somebody fall away from the faith if they've ne were never a part of it in the first place? You know, um, do, do you know of any other scriptures you want to add to that? Yeah, the the one later, but I think there's also one in in First John. Yeah, um, go go ahead and bring go ahead and bring that up while while you do that. I'll uh, I'll I'll mention this real quick. You know, when I talk about holy living, and I say it, I'm not saying it in the sense of being religious or saying it in the sense, you know, that we're better than everybody else. This is about relationship. It's not about, you know, wanting to do it because we have to, but doing it because we love God. But Ben, do you have that scripture? Yeah. So first John three, nine, talking about the idea that as, as Christians, as people who are made holy by all that Jesus did for us, we can't continually and knowingly sin deliberately. First John three, nine, it says, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's important to understand that 
if we keep on sinning and keep on sinning, and with no repentance, of course, right. because obviously I, I've made mistakes since I've given my life to Jesus Christ. But the difference is, is that when I make those mistakes or when people who are following God in general make those mistakes, we feel a conviction from the Holy Spirit to say, you know, what? I did something wrong yeah. and I need to repent. And in other words, I need to change my mind about this and I need to say, I'm done doing this anymore. I'm walking in this direction. I need to turn around and walk in that direction. That That's an understanding of, you know, living this holy life and, and making sure that we're not living a lifestyle of sin. Right. It's the difference between, you know, making a mistake and then feeling that conviction and having a genuine repentant heart and that phrase practice making a practice of sinning in First John 3 talks about knowing and deliberate continual sin yeah. that there's no uh, heart of repentance for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, a scripture that makes it like really clear is um, Hebrews 10, 26. It says, dear friends, if dear friends, notice that he's saying, dear friends, dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Wow. And that, you know, that, that scripture, that scripture hits me hard too, where it's like, if I continue to live in sin, even after, after I've given my life to Jesus Christ without any type of repentance, that there's no sacrifice for those sins, uh, great enough for those sins. The reason why the no sacrifice will cover that is because I'm not in, I'm not in repentance uh, anymore. When I do, when I do wrong, I'm not repenting. I'm not walking with God anymore. And I've walked away from my salvation. So that's another further evidence of the fact that yes, you can walk away from your salvation. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, um, and, and all of this is, is why it's so important to have the word of God. Yeah. Right. Why it's so important to know his word is because it helps us to not even get close to that point where we're, um, practicing sin and doing it deliberately. Yeah, absolutely. So we've established that holiness is a part of a part of living for God. And the fact is that if we don't live a holy lifestyle and we live a whole, an unholy lifestyle, which really that includes a lack of repentance, then we can walk away from our salvation. So where does the Bible come into helping us with this, I guess, is right. where we're going with this right now. And this is where the Bible comes into this. While many of us have a desire to live holy and godly lives, sometimes we have serious difficulty doing this. We don't want to do that sin that we keep on falling into. We, we keep on repenting, you know, after we do it. God, I'm so sorry, Lord. I don't want to do this anymore. Help me, Lord. Like, and, and I, I get this. This is especially common. I know with teenage boys, I know with a lot of teenage boys that say this. Uh, I know that there's teenage girls that do it too. As Christians, we often will say, you know, God, I don't want to do this anymore, but we don't know how to get out of living a unholy and ungodly life. And again, we don't want to live these holy and godly lives out of religion where it's like, I just need to do it because I have to do it. But rather this should come out of a place. I love God and I want to please him with everything that I have. Therefore I'm going to live for him. Yeah. Um, no, I just thought of when you, when you were just talking about, you know, how you don't want to do the thing that uh, you keep on doing. That's what Paul says in Romans seven, yeah. right? He says, you know, I don't want to do the things that I keep on doing and the things that I, I really want to do, I don't do, right? Um, but then he, he ends that whole thought with just saying, thanks be to God through Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
um, just for all that he's done for us and also giving us his word to help us in that area. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. You know, the, the apostle Paul in writing that he's showing the, he, he was showing the, the struggle and in coming to Christ, we can find a release from that struggle in the sense where it's like, I no longer have to submit to my sinful desires anymore. And so, so that, that that's an, I, I always say, it's just so funny to say this, but that's a great scripture because all scripture is great. Uh, yeah. But here's what I want to, here's what I want to show you. How does knowing the word of God actually like help us in, in regard to um, living a holy and godly life? And I want to go to Ephesians chapter uh, six, verse 17. Ephesians chapter six, verse 17. This is talking about the armor of God, the armor of God. And it talks about putting on the full armor of God. And it says all these different things. It says, you know, uh, it says a shield. It says, you know, a breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, all of these different armor parts. But then I love what it says in Ephesians six seventeen. It says this. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is God's word, which is God's word. And the reason why we put on this full armor of God, let me just read this in Ephesians chapter 11 or chapter six, verse 11. There is no Ephesians chapter uh, 11, Ephesians six eleven. It says, put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. You could stand firm against the strategies of the devil. The purpose of the armor of God is to be able to stand when the devil, uh, against the strategies of the devil. But then it says the sword of the spirit. Here's what I'm getting at here. All of the armor pieces are defensive except for the sword of the spirit. All of the armor pieces that are listed are defensive in the sense that they are to help absorb blows. But the last piece is the sword of the spirit. The only offensive weapon that the believer is assigned is the word of God. And here's why it's the only weapon that's assigned that we have is because it's strong enough that we don't need anything else to be able to fight against the evil one, to be able to fight against the enemy, to be able to fight against temptation. The enemy is out there trying to steal, kill, and destroy, the Bible says. And Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. But the way that we stand when the devil tempts us to walk away from a holy and godly life is by using that piece of armor, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God to be able to fight against the temptations of the devil. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what, what does that look like? You might wonder practically, what does that look like? If we go to Luke four and I, you have it pulled up, uh, well, why don't you go ahead and read, um, when Jesus is tempted one of the times, why yeah. don't you go ahead and read that? Yeah. So this is what Jesus did. Um, is he used the sword of the spirit. Uh, Satan tempted Jesus in verse seven. Verse six, he said, to you I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me and I give it to whom I will. If then, if you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Yeah, yeah. Jesus used the Bible to combat Satan tempting him to do something that would not be pleasing to God. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, what we're trying to show right here is that 
in order to live a holy and godly life, the sword of the spirit is necessary. Yeah. Just like Ben just read in Luke chapter four, Jesus used the sword of the spirit. Like he said, in the same way in our lives, we need to use the sword of the spirit. But here's the thing. How can I use the sword of the spirit if I don't know the sword of the spirit? Right. How can I use the word of God if I don't know the word of God on the inside of me? It's funny, when you read God's word, God will just bring it back to you. Like all of a sudden, I'll just be, I spent a lot of time doing discipleship as a pastor and I'll just be discipling somebody and all of a sudden, the word of God will just come to me to be able to go and show somebody. And it's like, I don't even know how I remembered this. I, le I read this two weeks ago. How do I remember it? It's because the word of God is getting on the inside of right. me and so I'm able to use it to fight against the schemes and the strategies of the devil. Amen. 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 The word of God. So why do you need to know the word of God? Because it will help us live a holy and godly life. It will. It will help you live a holy and godly life. When you have it, you can use it to fight against anything that's trying to make you uh, or anything that's trying to tempt you to be unholy or ungodly. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and read the second point? Second reason why, as a Christian, we should care about knowing the Bible is because God's word will guide our path. Yeah. God's word will guide our path. Yeah. And that's what Psalm 119, 105 says. Psalm 119, 105, while Ben's turning there. Psalm 119 is actually the longest uh, text in, in, our, in the scripture. Like, it's like the longest chapter in the scripture, I should say. Um, it's like... Uh, when I was in, I think it was hermeneutics in Bible college, that's like learning how to interpret scripture. Uh, we read a section of Psalm 119 the entire semester. Wow. It took us that long <laughs> to get through it. It's got a lot, but it's good. So yeah. Psalm uh, 119 uh, verse uh, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Uh, ben and I went to private school. So we, uh, we went to Christian private school and they used to have us uh, do the Pledge of Allegiance to the Bible every single day. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had his word in my heart that I might not sin against us uh, sin against God. And, uh, you know, uh, God's word is a guide to our path. That's what the scripture just said. It is a guide to our path. Yep. It literally, when we read the word of God, it will show you in which way you're to go in your life. Yeah, and, and I love this imagery that, that the Bible gives us here of us walking on this path of life. And, and in life, there are things that if you're not able to see them and maneuver around them, they'll trip you up. Yeah. But the Bible is a light to our path that as we're walking on it, we can use the word of God to, to recognize those things. And, and then they're not a big deal and we can just maneuver yeah. around them easily. Yeah, absolutely. God's word will guide your path. It will guide your path. Like Ben said to any type of hindrances or obstacles that come into your life. Uh, I often, when I teach about God wanting to guide our path, I'll often use an example of, you know, there's two roads that we can pick. And God's word is clearly guiding us on one path. You know, one road, you see a bunch of uh, stuff that doesn't honor God down that road. And the other road, you see a bunch of stuff that does honor God. And we have two paths that are before us. The path that has the stuff that doesn't honor God might look really good in the moment. But if we are to pick that path, it's going to destroy us. But what God's word does is it shows us what is of God and what's not of God right. and helps in God to us to be guided to pick the proper path, the path that's going to bless us, the path that's it's going to be God's plan for our life. And that's ultimately going to be best for us. Amen. That's good. 
And so there, there's people in the Bible who allowed a word from God to guide their path. Um, whether or not it was a word from God or the word of God. Uh, the reason why I draw this distinction is we have to understand that in Bible times, they didn't have the full word of God at that point. They had parts of it, uh, like uh, Joshua had the law, but he didn't have the New Testament or the prophets or anything like that. But someone that listened to a word from God that changed their life is Abraham. Abraham is known as the father of the, the, uh, of Israel. He's the father of Israel, Abraham. And so Abraham was in a land called Ur and God called him to completely uproot his life and move to the land in which God had promised to him and his ancestors. And through that one word from God, Abraham allowed God to guide his path. He moved his entire life and God made a covenant with him that not only would his life be blessed, but his descendants and his family's life would be blessed. What I'm here to tell you right now is that if you decide to use, uh, know the word of God, know God's word, allow it to guide your path, that not only will it be a blessing to you, but it will actually be a blessing to the generations that are behind you. Wow. The word of God will guide your path. Awesome. Allow God to do it. Allow Amen. God to do it. Amen. I think of the scripture in Isaiah 55 that says that his ways are, are not like our ways. Um, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's, God's ways, if you'll allow him through his word to guide your steps and to guide your life, his ways are gonna be so much better for you and for generations to come. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. But just one word, just, just one word from God, just one word from God. Obviously we have the, we have honestly the, the great gift of having God's word, like his yeah. full revealed word to us. Abraham didn't have that. Right. He didn't have the full word of God written down before him for him to just open his Bible and see what God says. Some people think, you know, it'd be, wow, imagine if I was there, you know, in the Old Testament, that would have been so much better, you know. But the reality is that's actually not true. This is the greatest time to be alive as yeah. a follower of Christ because we have the full revealed will of God right here in the word of God to be able to guide us and direct us. We have the Holy Spirit. We have so many uh, better promises. The Bible says we have a better covenant now with better promises now that, uh, now that Christ has died for us. So um, imagine how much more we can allow God to guide our path even than someone like Abraham because we have the full word of God right here before us. Awesome. God's word can guide our path. But here's the thing, again, if we don't know God's word, then we're unable to allow it to guide our path. Yeah. If we don't know the word of God, we're not going to be able to um, successfully let God's word guide our path. So that's the second benefit of why we should know God's word. We know God's word first because it helps us live a holy and godly life. And second, because God's word guides our path. Ben, you want to read the third one? Yeah, third reason why. God's word helps us prosper. God's word helps us prosper. I'll turn there, Ben. You could talk a little bit. Um, I mean, kind of just what we were just talking about, you know, how, how the Bible, if you'll let it, God's word will guide your life. Part of God guiding your life is that that life is going to be a prosperous and a successful life. God's not going to lead you through his word to, to do certain things and to go certain places and not bless you on the other end of that. Yeah. Our God's a good God. And so his word leads to a prosperous life for us. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Excuse me. Psalm 1, 
verse one through three. That's right. Well, what Ben said is, is totally right, is that, that God wants to, to prosper our lives. And we're going to get into what that word means in just a second. In Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. The law of the Lord. This is referring to the law which would be the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the law, God's law. Uh, they are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season, their leaves never wither and they prosper in all that they do. They prosper in all that they do. When we know God's word, it prospers us. What do I mean by the word prosper? Prosper, I mean be, that we're going to be successful successful in every single area of our lives, that we're going to be successful, that we're going to be set up for success. Think about it practically like this, man. It, you know, I, I was just kind of uh, thinking about this, is that God's word even gives us practical things that we could do to be successful in our lives and set us up. You know, th things like, um, you know, to be generous to people. Although it's not to do, for this reason, God also understands the fact that when you're generous to others, that people are going to be generous to you. Yeah. If I'm generous to Ben in Ben's time of need, then in my time of need, Ben is going to likely feel to be like, hey, let me help you out because you helped me out in your time of need. Obviously, again, that's not the main focus of why we're to be generous uh, to others. However, it's that practical wisdom of the fact that God's word uh, actually makes sense in just everyday life, in the practicality no of things. No doubt. How about just to, to be a kind person and to be a hard worker? Yeah. Like, that's oh, a yeah. practical thing that, that sets you up for success in this life. Absolutely. The Bible speaks against slothfulness, yeah. uh, just being lazy and, uh, you know, being a hard worker, like, uh, you know, that you guys have probably heard this in history class. Uh, what was it? John Smith that said, you know, he that does not work will not eat. Is that you're the history? Guy. I'm the history guy. That's true. <laughs> John Smith, I think was the one who said that if I'm wrong about the person, I think it was John Smith. He said, uh, if you don't work, you're not going to eat. He was quoting the Bible. Hmm. If you don't work, you will not eat. Yeah. The Bible says the same thing. If you don't work, you will not eat. The Bible instructs us to be hardworking people. You know, actually, I'm just thinking about this. If we're lazy and we don't work hard, we're actually in disobedience to God's word. Like, yeah. God tells us to work hard for, for things to, to, you know, let like not work hard in the sense that, you know, we're, we're like, you know, unable to even breathe because we just feel like we're, we're doing so much. But in a sense, we're like, we should like, when we're like, even in the secular world, let's take ministry out of this because all, most of the people watching are not in ministry at your jobs that you have, my high school students that are watching, at the jobs that you're going to get, don't be the type of worker that shows up to work and you know, your boss is like, I just can't wait to like have this guy leave. In fact, yeah. I'm thinking about firing them yeah. because they're such a lazy worker. Be the type of worker that's like, I'm gonna stay here and finish this job. Even if I'm gonna stay five minutes later than the time that I'm supposed to be here, I'm gonna finish this job and I'm gonna do it excellently yeah. because the word of God talks about being a hard worker. That's right, awesome. Yeah. Practical. And it will help you to prosper. Yeah. Like when you work hard, uh, this is actually a great example of this. Jesse Duplantis, he's, in a, he's an evangelist now. At the time, he actually wasn't a Christian um, because this just goes to show you that God's word works even for people that don't necessarily know it. Um, 
Jesse DePlantis was 13 years old. He was working at a factory. I don't know where child labor laws were at this point. Um, but he, he was uh, working at 13 years old, working real hard. Like he would like, he would be working as hard as he possibly could to get as much done. He was a good and efficient worker. And the boss saw it and said, I'm going to make you the manager. Only a year into him working there, I'm going to make you a manager because you work harder than everybody else. He became a manager and he advanced and he kept on advancing, advancing, and he became more and more successful because he simply worked hard. That is a practical tip from the word of God and why God's word can help us prosper because it tells us things like work hard. Right. I love that you brought that up. That's, that's a perfect example of working hard. Amen. Amen. Joshua 1.8. Do you yep. have it? Yep, I do. Another example of God's word helping us prosper. Yeah, and it's great because in this world, people are just trying, to, just trying to prosper, just trying to get rich. And they say like, oh, how can I do it? Right here. Yeah. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. That's right. You'll make your way prosperous. If what? If Joshua is to meditate on the word of the law. That was, that was the, what he had at that point. That was the law that he had at that point. And in the same way that when Joshua, God says to Joshua, if you meditate on my word, that you'll be successful wherever you go, that you'll prosper wherever you go. Um, this is specifically in reference in its context. Joshua was going to lead Israel into the promised land. And so basically he's saying, hey, if you meditate on my law, God's saying, if you meditate on my law, if you obey this law, then I promise you, wherever you go, you're going to win. You're going to be successful. Things are going to go well with you. In the same way, in our lives, if we meditate on God's word and we obey it and put it into practice, we can know that we will be prosperous and successful wherever we go. Put this word into practice. Listen to me on this. Don't ever compromise your integrity because you want to get rich. Because you may get rich, for compromising your integrity. You may get rich, but I promise you, it will be a type of, it will be sorrowful. The, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. There is sorrow in the wealth that, from the world. Yeah. But when you say, God, I'm going to value your word. I'm not here just to get rich. I don't care you know, about that. That's not my primary concern. I care about serving you and meditating on your word. When you do that and God sees that heart, he will bless your life more than you can ever imagine. Amen. That's right. He will. So Amen. Good. Amen. Amen. Is there anything else you want, you want to say about this today? No, I think that, I hope that this was helpful and that it encourages you for why you should care about knowing the word of God and why yeah. you should care about reading it because it'll, it'll help you. Yeah, it will. It will. And I hope that this built your faith. Um, to know that it's not wasted time to read God's word. And also Amen. like, you know, I didn't add this in here, but while these are great reasons here, why not just want to know God? Right. Like, you know, he's the author of this word right here. We should want to know him. Like if we, if we say that we're a Christian, that we're a follower of Christ and that we serve God, don't we want to know what God's word says? Don't we want to know what Jesus said? Uh, yeah. We should want to know who we serve. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, I hope that this was helpful to you. Uh, I encourage you to share it uh, with somebody. Uh, you could share it on your social media. You could share it to a friend. You could text it to them. Uh, and I hope that this blessed you, but I want to pray for you right now. Pray that you would know God's word and that you would, uh, that God would help you have great revelation as you read his word. Let's pray. 
Father, I thank you for every single person that is watching this right now. I thank you, Lord, that whatever time they're watching it, Lord, whether it's six months from now, whether it's tomorrow when it comes out, Lord, whether uh, it's a year from now, God, that, Lord, that you would meet them right where they're at in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that they would understand the grave importance of knowing your word, that, Father, that as they read it, that the revelation and illumination that they receive, that things will just jump out at them as they read your word because your Holy Spirit is teaching them and helping them. In Jesus' name, thank you for every one of them. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, real quick, I'm going to just give a quick plug to this. Ben, if you liked his teaching today, he has a uh, a uh, uh, YouTube channel called what, 48 Strong? 48 Strong. 48 yeah. Strong. Why don't you tell him about that real quick? Um, it's just something that the Lord gave me an idea and put on my heart to do. And so it's just, I, I love the gym and I also love God more than the gym. But uh, I love I love the gym. And so just a quick workout and then uh, teaching from the Bible. And, and it's been great and I love it. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Subscribe to it today. Uh, especially if you're watching on YouTube, just slide right over to 48 Strong. Give it a subscribe. Uh, it's awesome. It's great teaching of the word of God. But hope this blessed you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you again next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.